Welcome to the Startup Business Q&A podcast with Richard Moore. Hello and welcome to Startup Business Q&A episode 165. Great to see you here and uh, we're live today uh, talking about connection strategy. It was in the poll over the weekend and the votes came through. Uh, people were very interested in this more than anything else by quite a long way. Talking specifically about how to connect with people. Uh, we're, we're past the point where it's like, maybe I'll just click on connect and hope it all works out. We need to go a little bit deeper than that. So it's exciting uh, to, to have a stream on this because we need to talk about doing things effectively nowadays. I'm just going to reach up and switch a light on so we can actually see what we're doing. And I think what, what's important about this session is that we get practical as well. So it's gonna, I'm going to be sharing a lot of techniques, although you've got your questions, share some te techniques for things that have worked for me on the ground to actually get this, you know, get reactions from people when I'm, when I'm looking to connect with them. So it's a really important thing to do right. Otherwise, of course, you end up looking like you're spamming people, which is something to certainly avoid. Uh, a few notices as well, as usual, but a few notices, some exciting things happening uh, this week, I'm really pumped about it, actually. Uh, I've got a lot of events coming up. We had uh, Barcelona last week, which was fantastic. Thank you, everyone who joined us, who watched us. Uh, Rebecca and Kyoko were amazing speakers at the event as well. I really enjoyed uh, being there, just simply uh, back in uh, Barcelona. The reception's always really exciting. Everyone's kind of um, you know, keen to be there and it's always it's been one of our best events. I think, you know, these are intimate events on Entrepreneur Business Live, 25 to 30 people and across the two events we've averaged 40 plus people. So it's fantastic. I'm really pleased with it. Uh, thanks for, uh, Jedi for watching. Good to see you here. Thanks also uh, to Daniel for watching. Janine to have you here. Uh, Juice Petrick is here as well. Uh, Alex Baldstone, good to see you, my man. Hope you're well. Uh, lovely to see you here. Why don't you put in the, um, in the comments if you're watching, if you're hashtag live, team live or even, or hashtag team replay. Let us know if you're watching live or replay. Hello, Laura Pendergast. Hello. Uh, I look blonder, says Janine. Uh, it's better lighting I've got today uh, and it's a sunny day in the UK. This is a rare thing, Janine, so it's possibly a reason why I look a little blonder. My summer plumage, if anything, is receding because we're you know, descending into the depths of autumn and the dark days, it was pouring with rain yesterday, which is why I was in Barcelona last week and having an event there, uh, and also why I'll be in Miami this week, just to avoid it, basically. So, um, so let's look at the notices, really important, we have uh, some really exciting uh, uh, events coming up. So Barcelona, of course, was last week, we've got Miami on Thursday the 26th, this coming week, uh, so I'll be flying out, um, well, I'll be staying in London overnight uh, on Wednesday, then flying out on Thursday, landing at 2 o'clock. The event is at 6 o'clock, <clears throat> so I've got uh, quite a tight schedule there. Uh, and then I'll hang around for the next day as well before coming back. Um, if you're thinking of going, you need to register now. So make sure you jump in and do that because the tickets will go. Uh, we'll be sponsored by Massage by Pro. Thank you, Carolina. And also Feral Flicks. Thank you to Andrew. Uh, both uh, businesses are helping make this kind of thing work and we'll be donating to the Fit Team Foundation, which is a wonderful charity working with children. They donate to things like children cancer research and things like that. So I'm excited about that as well. I'm, you know, very, very uh, uh, pessimistic about 
uh, LinkedIn Live. Let's just see if anything might work. You never know. But uh, I'll give it a shot. The other events coming up, uh, if you're in Milan, join me on the 10th, 11th, and 12th. We've got Digital Design Day. So I will be uh, giving a, um, a talk. So I've been a, a speaker on, on the th was it Thursday the 10th uh, in Milan uh, about LinkedIn and the three C's approach I use. Uh, on the 11th, I will be running the workshop. I think that's at... Um, was it at 9.30, I'll be running the workshop, uh, so like four hours on deep diving on how to get LinkedIn right. So um, I think we've got, uh, people already registered for that, it's really wonderful. That is a course, that an event that is a couple of days after my birthday, 8th of October, I turn, turn 39. So yes, I'm still in my mid-30s, mid-30s without question. Um, so I'm looking forward to that, so my birthday kind of celebration will be in Milan. And then the following week, uh, two events, so on the 16th I'm in Warwick, at Warwick University. I'll be talking there about, can't remember, yeah, LinkedIn, unsurprisingly. Uh, and then the following day, the 17th, October 17th, on Thursday, uh, New York City, episode three. Three events this year we would have had, uh, so I'm really pumped about that. Run by Alison Fisher, uh, with Jen, with Enzo, with, uh, with Martha as well, so you can check all the details on my website. And then the 30th, well, that one's on empowering yourself, I think there's the, the, the topic that I've picked. And if you, uh, if you are in the West Coast, never fear, the 30th of October, uh, we have um, the event uh, Entrepreneur Business Live over there in San Francisco. So Jonathan Javier, ex-Google, ex-Snapchat, uh, he is going to be hosting it. He works at Cisco at the moment. Uh, it's strategy and operations there. Natalie Rizzo, three times LinkedIn top voice, most followed student on LinkedIn with something like half a million followers. He's not a student anymore, of course. And Tim Salal, the global... Uh, evangelist for WeWork, Mr. Future of Work himself, Tim Salah, will also be there. So those three, that is stupid, that event. I, I, I'm stunned by that, uh, that lineup. I'm really pleased. Uh, it looks like I might even be live on LinkedIn. I don't believe it for a second, but let's have a look. I'm dissing LinkedIn quite a lot, but there we are. Um, and yes, uh, if you want to, uh, and that, that event in San Francisco will be on building communities. If you want to uh, register for the Miami event, Janine. You're asking that. You can go to link. Uh, so going to what am I looking? Thinking about uh, Google even, and you can type in Entrepreneur Business Live Miami, or go to my website therichardmore.com, and you can uh, grab a ticket there under Products Entrepreneur Business Live, and just click. The link is right there for registering for Miami, uh, and I can see you on Thursday at the event. So a lot of things coming up, and then into November, it's. Um, I'm planning uh, LA the third week of November, so the week before Thanksgiving. Probably London will happen then as well. Um, I'm yet to do Toronto and Ottawa to close out the year, so there's quite a lot to do. But excited, very excited, a lot of travel. I'm going to feel a bit ropey by the end of the week if I'm going to Miami for one night, but we'll see how we do. If you can make it, uh, do grab a ticket as soon as you can. So, thank you very much everyone for watching. The questions today are going to be on connection strategy. So if you have a question about that, then uh, you can put them in the comments. Those joining late, what we're looking at is uh, if you're, if, if you put in the comment where you're based, and are you team live or team replay? Let me just change my server here, see if that makes any difference. I doubt it will, doesn't seem to. Let's see if that does anything. We go live. So, first question, Matt Crump has said, Richard, like a Holics, 
those liked comments a person does for every single comment on your post that, con that causes a spontaneous combustion of my cell phone notification alarm, how valuable of a tactic do you see this in connecting? I think that's a little bit lazy in my opinion. So if I was, the, the, what he's saying here, hi Tim, hi Max, what uh, Max here is saying is like, if I was to try and grab attention of, of someone who's posted something by liking all of the comments, you know, it's not, it's not lazy maybe over the top, but what you're doing, you, you're like, yeah, what you're doing is you're trying to give them the notifications of riches into your, all of your stuff. I think, I think it's vastly superseded by you putting a comment in there. Don't just bang out likes for everything thinking you're going to get you anything. A like's all well and good, but follow up with some kind of meaningful comment. That's what I would be doing. If you use a meaningful comment, I would try two things in that comment. Hello, Michael Jan. I would be putting, firstly, um, I would tag the person uh, who did the post uh, to get their attention. Now the notification isn't just that Richard Moore liked your, your co a comment in your post, it's Richard Moore mentioned you in a comment. And secondly, ask a question or provoke or start uh, you know, some kind of conversation. The reason why is because you want that person to engage back. Don't write nice post mate or even nice post Richard as a tag. Add a question in because now you're getting some kind of interaction. What that allows you to do is build some proper familiarity. Do it, honestly, two or three times is all you need to do and you move to a place where that person's like, wow, this person keeps showing up for me. Far better than just spamming them likes. Just doing it that way means that you can send them a meaningful DM now, Matt, and you're likely to get that person to say, do you know what, this is, this is great, yeah, happy to connect with you, thanks so much. Of course, your message would be along the lines of, you know, hi, Matt, I saw, I'm, We've been engaging a lot with your with your comments, you know, in your posts. I really hope that uh, you wouldn't mind connecting, and they'll always say yes because you've been doing things for them. You see, so it's important to think think that way. Um, I, I don't think that people get hugely excited by a wall of notifications saying that you liked all of their stuff. Sure, you know, they'll they'll pick up on you, but fanboys aren't that exciting for influencers because you know it's like oh, another person seems to like everything. Um, do something meaningful. Dare to read the post or watch the video, and then from there you can you can say, right, do you know what? I've I've got something you know interesting to talk about with this person, and it's far more exciting for them. Uh, whenever I've engaged with someone who's huge, like really big, like best-selling author or something, I've just made sure that I um I've actually read their book or listened to their talk or something like that, and and then you've got something meaningful to talk about. I, I remember the first time my my favourite marketer Seth Godin, the first time I. Uh, started email back and forth with him was when I read a book. I didn't kind of challenge him on something, but I asked a question about something in the book, and of course, it matters to him because this is his baby. This book is something he wrote, and I just think it's a far better way of doing it uh, to spend a bit of time in their comments. So, I don't think it's that impressive. Um, I don't think any of the people you're trying to reach out to will be that bothered either. Um, so, that's my opinion, uh, uh, Matt. I hope that helps. Stephanie Holm uh, has asked a question as well, and well done to you for winning the Upstarts book in the Entrepreneur Business Live group on Facebook. You can join at any time, anyone. It's free to be in there. And of course, we will be streaming the speakers. So Shay Robottom, Shane Moray, and myself all streaming on Thursday from Miami, live from Miami. Uh, a little bit later in the UK, if you are watching in the US, we will be uh, starting at 6 p.m. Miami time, so local Eastern time. Uh, which is like one in the morning here in the UK. Maria Perlman, you're here in the UK in London, I see you. Uh, you can watch the live stream if you wish, a little late on Thursday night. 
uh, but the talk the talks will be about video content for uh, for business. So I really suggest you you check this out. You know, Shannon Murray is, is in the order of thirty five thousand followers. She uh, was one of the hosts, speakers, and uh, moderated a panel at LinkedIn Global last week. Uh, Shay Robottom is uh, consistently viralizing her content online. She's been on you know, Eleanor Cardone's show, uh, Power Women, I think it's called. She's been engaged with, or in interacted rather with, like the Gary Vaynerchuk and so on. I think well through 110,000 followers on LinkedIn, uh, forced to be reckoned with uh, in video, and, and I'm there as well. <laughs> but those two, at the very least, are worth, worth showing up for. Uh, so grab a ticket for the Miami event, or you can watch us live in the group Search Entrepreneur Business Live in Facebook. So Stephanie's asking, after a good meeting, when you know it's a fit, how do you keep lines of communication open without pushing the potential client over the line? You never want to convince somebody to work with you. I, I disagree with that last statement. I, do th I think you do want to convince people to work with you. I think what you mean is you never want to have to go back and push them to work with you. I totally agree with that part. Without question, you should be leading in meetings. If, if you're calling the meeting, you, you know, you're running the meeting, you should be chairing this discussion excuse me, this discussion, which means at the end of the meeting, it's your responsibility as a professional to say, right, so what's next uh, to yourself and then, and then call those shots. So I understand these are the actions, that, you know, these are the things that need to happen next. So we're just saying, just to summarize, you're going to do this and this, I'm going to do this, and we're going to catch up, you know, on, on Thursday or whatever. And that's how, you know, that's how we, we've established what the next step looks like. I think that's really important because otherwise you're kind of leaving it open-ended for them. If someone feels really good about you, and this is, this is really important here, uh, after a good meeting, I'm picking apart the language here, Stephanie, a good, what it is good, because if a meeting feels good, that means you've had a nice conversation with someone and you've maybe got on well. If a meeting is good, then what it means is it's constructive, and that's something to look out for. For the prospect, they need to feel good about interacting with you, meeting with you. For you, you need to look at what good really is, is like, is this being constructive? And it's fascinating, it's one of the, the big topics when I cover um, my training seminars in London with people who do phone-based sales or face-to-face. -face. They're always like, oh, that was a really good call. It's like, well, all of these calls uh, have at very least someone saying, yeah, it's quite interesting and you get on well with these people, that doesn't mean anything's gonna happen. It means you got on well with them. So the question is, what it, where have you taken it from there, you see? So this is a really important point. Good, if they feel good, if you got on well, that is your leverage, okay? That is your leverage. That's the point where you move to lead and be constructive. So why don't we do this next then? Or here's how the next step should look, Richard. Why don't we speak tomorrow morning, then he gives you a chance to give me a yes or no. But in my opinion, there's no reason why, if you've done a good enough job, someone shouldn't be saying yes in principle in that meeting. So in my opinion, when you have a meeting, phone call or, or otherwise, notionally, there should be a yes in principle. Even if that yes requires A, B, C, D and E to still happen, which might even include, I have to speak to someone else, you're going to need to convince this person as well but it still should be, if in principle those things are done, then you're good to move forward. And I think attached to this always should be the same process, you know, what are the actions that need to happen for this to close off? 
who's responsible for each of those actions, and what's the deadline for them. And the deadline, so when you call back or when the follow-up isn't because they're busy, you don't want to be in their face, you're killing your deal by giving it time, it's the amount of time it logically requires. Which means, if I'm pitching someone, Stephanie, if I'm in a meeting and they're like, I love this, this is good, I just have to speak to my finance guy, they're in the office tomorrow, then the decision will be tomorrow. Not, oh, well, tomorrow's Tuesday. I'll, just, I'll tell you what, why don't I give you a call at the end of the week? What, what are you doing? You're, what you're doing is you're throwing time at, at this, and that slows it down. Time will kill interest a lot. You want this person emotionally feeling good about you. If they do, you need to capitalise on it. Otherwise, all this hard work in this meeting fades to nothing. Still, let's get really into this. Next steps should also be... Um, you know, when you walk out of the meeting, I would send a message straight away, and why not a voice memo? Richard, really great, great to, to meet with you, thank you so much. Uh, I'll ping over an email as discussed, I'm looking forward to catching up with you on, on Thursday. Thank you so much for looking after me today, or whatever you say. Something like that, you know, just to follow up is a really good thing. It should always be a follow up, and you should establish when it will be, and what will be done uh, in the meeting before you leave it. Not, thanks for your time, I'll get back to you. It's, thanks for your time, so when do we follow up? And that's you to lead. It's really important. Zach, nice to see you here. Uh, uh, Miami, what, my, uh, sorry, Diana, even watching from Melbourne. Yes, Miami is so popping. You're quite right. Zach has asked a question. Richard, how do you get to understand who your client avatar is? We build custom software, so anyone with money to afford it, we will build it. It's quite a difficult one because your client avatar can but what's meant by client avatar is like the, the the kind of the ideal person demographic maybe gender maybe age location size of bank balance and so on you know what their world looks like maybe their job title the kind of company they work for smb enterprise whatever it might be you get to understand it, i think or, or rather you get to hone it zach by being on the pitch and having the experience uh, of engaging with them you can um, have a sense of probably who they might need to be before you ever start your business and start selling but I think there's a lot of value in, in, in testing different types of people and seeing what works for you because you never know you know and I think um, it's interesting that I, uh, I originally when I taught Taekwondo for example many years ago loved teaching the children I loved it but then when I started teaching adults more I was like I like this even more and originally I would have been like yeah it's children's my client avatar like but actually now it's pivoted to, to adults and why because you don't have to do crowd control and behavior stuff it's less pantomime it's way more just getting on and doing it and I really wanted to kind of train champions more and, and I think that uh, whilst you can do that with children I, I really enjoyed it with pet with with grown-ups and I think it's, it's a very difficult thing, but, but it's, it's worth split testing a lot. But you should be willing to prune customers uh, away and say, do you know what, these aren't the right type. The more fussy niche in particular you are, I think the better you can do. In a world where you can get hold of almost anyone who might possibly buy your thing, it really makes sense to be picky and choose. So the more hyper niche you are, certainly to start with, uh, you know, the better. So. That's a bit of a wishy-washy answer, but it's because you don't really know until you're, you're, you've started out. But I feel that because we have the tools nowadays to reach anyone we want um, and really, really target them, it, it's important to say selfishly, who do I actually want to work with? And 
and then that back accordingly from, from them working with you. So if you want the high-end customers, that they're gonna spend five times what you're currently charging the lower-end customers, well then you need to appeal to their values and, and give them the kind of wins that they would want to therefore you, you know, see in, in working with you. And I think that's, um, that's something to think about. So you can gauge it like that, but so, there's only so much sti uh, simulating you can do in your head and visualizing you need to kind of get on the pitch and try it out. <clears throat> that, that's my opinion. And I think uh, it's a good thing because if you try different types of, of clients, you will have a real sense after a while of like, wow, this is my sweet spot. Um, and you know, you hear it all the time. If you like, for instance, if you look at someone who's a coach, often people are like, I work with this gender and I work with people who are in this particular time of life and I, I, I was in get I was speaking to someone last week who specifically focuses on people who are are um, people who are good at what they do but they're in a crisis mode so she works on crisis management with these people not people who are in a crisis and not going anywhere people who are real winners but having a bit of a crisis they're the people she kind of tunes up and it's an interesting thing you only get there by spending time on the pitch also look internally, Zach, you know, who, who, what are the things that make you feel um, like, what, what are the things that are unique to you and your service? What's your history like? What kind of adversity have you been through? What kind of people have you interfaced with before? Who do you really understand? And that's probably a clue as to the identity of your ideal avatars, if that makes sense. So that's, that's the way I would maybe look at this. Um, next question from Juice Peshik, who I think is watching, uh, is uh, saying, I've been using voice recorder on Messenger, as you suggested a couple of weeks ago. A company I want to be a sponsor, their CEO, I listened, listened to them last night. So you sent some messages and the CEO listened to it. Should I be persistent daily until I get a call? You can send one message and get a call. You can send a hundred and never get a call. Persistence is not the game. It is saying the right thing. It's as simple as that. And someone, some people occasionally relent because they're like, oh man, how do I get rid of this person? But genuinely speaking, you need to understand that persisting is great, but, but it's feedback if you're not getting responses. If it's something compelling enough, someone will answer. So typically the problem with these kind of pitches, voice or text or otherwise juice, is that when we're trying to connect with someone cold, this is, I, can, I can almost tell you this is probably what's happened in your messages because it's one of the most um, common mistakes people make when they're trying to connect with someone is they talk about what they do and they're trying to tell the other person it would be a really great opportunity for them without recognizing what things that other person would actually be into. So, saying it's the clues are saying things like what i want to do is i I, re I really want to speak to you about this i think it would be really great for you it's such a good opportunity and you're basically telling this person uh, it's right for them without them having any sense of, of it and the problem is that it might be right but if you tell them it is you're going to get their back up and although this is a sweeping generalization you tend to find you're working with something of a bit of an ego sometimes an um, alpha leader, if you're pitching CEOs here, I know from experience, because I've done it for years, pitching CEOs, you need to understand that telling them what to do is a really bad idea. The majority, of the, the reason why the majority of people never get anywhere when they pitch, certainly through DMs and so on, 
is because they're like, it's along the lines of, hi, my name's Richard, hope you're well. So your profile really got a great opportunity for you. I really want to share it. Uh, it's gonna change the world. I've got these great things and here's how it works and I've got this great idea and if you go, only get involved, do you wanna hear my pitch kind of thing? And it's like jumping the gun. The start point should be focusing on helping them, not your thing at all. You go build a relationship. So I'm speaking at Digital Design Days in Milan in a couple of weeks time. I mean, I'm really pleased I'm doing it. There's gonna be some great speakers from Uber and Spotify and MasterCard that is gonna be 3,000 of like the gentry of, uh, of, of digital design. I'm really pumped about it. There's no way that the founder of the event, Filippo, would have responded to me going, hey, I, I really wanna to speak to your event. I think I'm a really good fit for it. You should definitely check me out on this kind of thing. It's still gonna work. Instead, it's gently showing interest in in uh, in his world you know his first event was in Geneva last year um, I was connected to people in his inner circle I showed up for the event I supported it then I got on the radar then someone spoke for me and said he's this guy you should check out I wasn't forcing myself in so much without question you need to build a relationship go do their thing first so this CEO juice show up for his content if he has any um, Find out like, what is the value you can actually give him and, and then earn his interest in you. Then you've earned the right to talk about how you, you know, have an idea. You've got to earn the right, for, you've got to earn that person listening. If it looks like they've seen, if, it, you know, if, you're, if your DM uh, in, inbox thing says you've got your voice messages and it says seen it, doesn't mean he's listened. It means technically that's open and he might have been like, oh, I can't be bothered. But he could have started listening and you could have had him straight away or you could have turned him off straight away. Doesn't mean he's listening to the whole thing. So I, I'm giving you both barrels here, but it's important to understand that you've got to give him a reason to contact you back. So it might be something, you know, a really good technique here, if you are going to go cold without putting a relationship, you're just going to go straight with, with messages, is remember that one of the strongest um, things you can leverage is human curiosity even. So if you can make, if you're going to omit information, it means that naturally that person will want to reach out and connect with you and find out what's going on. So uh, one of the, I, I remember once I worked with um, a yoga school to market them and I sent out ads and what I was trying to do was get people to engage so I could get them into the DMs. And I deliberately put out this exciting ad about uh, the new yoga school. And I didn't mention where it was going to be, so the venue, just the, just the town it was in. So, but I didn't say where it was going to be. I didn't say the time it was going to be. And I didn't say the price. And I, I just completely couldn't move for messages. People were like, so can you tell me more information? And I, you know, underneath it was like, uh, right, I, I'm in. I think it was something like, I'm in for uh, your info pack. And there's so many people sending information. But the point I'm making is, if I gave, him ev gave them everything, they make their own choice up, their own mind up, they don't even bother deciding, they don't even bother connecting back. So don't give too much. Let me, let me try this. Hopefully you don't get as much uh, feedback now, Daniel. What I, what I would suggest is if you, um, if you omit information, don't give him everything, then it's far more intriguing. This is why we have trailers, right? I, I was at the cinema yesterday with my daughter, saw The Lion King, it was awesome. And um, 
we, uh, you know, one of the trailers at the start is Star Wars on in December. The point of a trailer is to get you to lean in and go, I want to check more, check this out more. And um, if it told you everything that was going to happen, it's like, well, I kind of don't need to watch it now. I don't, I don't need to bother. Um, so there needs to be some intrigue here, my man. It needs to be a little bit more curiosity in there. So think hard. What are you actually saying to the person? Don't tell them everything. Make it interesting from their perspective. What's the point for them in helping? Just because they get to help other people is not a good enough reason for them to want to respond to you because everyone's suggesting things that could help other people. It needs to resonate with them. Good example there is in New York, the last time we did it, a New York event, Claude Silver spoke. And I know without question that one of the reasons why she was keen to jump in and speak at the event was because the charity partner was one that mattered to her. And um, it was like it was a no-brainer for her. She was like, oh my God, if you work with Pencils of Promise, who we're working with again uh, on the 17th next month, she said, well, I'm all in. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's a definite yes. And, you know, rather than going, oh, we just donate to charity, it was, we're donating to this charity. And the event wasn't just generally about entrepreneurship, it was about this particular thing that she did. You know, it, it was about, I think it was about working with people in the workplace. And it was just absolutely perfect for her. So she's like, this is just, this is so me, you know? And, and I think that's important. So think along those lines, maybe you can send me a message if you want with, with some detail on what you've been uh, sending to the guy, but hopefully that helps a bit. Uh, Bob Lowe over in Kuala Lumpur has sent an email, a message rather saying, Richard, how do you know what are the right connections to make and to grow a business? My opinion, hybrid, I could see, my opinion, there are two types of connections you should be thinking about at the very least. One is potential customers, of course, people who might end up buying your product. And two is people who can share your message. Um, when I was in Barcelona last week, I talked about a lot about distribution, distribution and broadcasting your message. And you know, I started the talk by sharing the Mona Lisa all blacked out, like literally just a black rectangle. It was like this is a gorgeous picture, it was a compelling image, but you can't see it. And that's the problem here. Unless it's distributed, your message didn't get you anywhere. So think about that. You, the connectors are so important to, to, to uh, connect with the influences, the people who have an active network, because they're the people who share your stuff. Um, the last few days, there have been people writing posts about me and things like that. And it was lovely this morning, I, wrote, I woke up and someone wrote a post about me exclusively. Richard Moore's doing a, a, comp, uh, doing a workshop in Italy in uh, October. This is really, it's just like these people have their own networks and they're sharing, sharing my stuff as well. So it cannot be just the people you might do work with. It's got to be those who um, might share your stuff. They might never buy your thing, but they have a network within which reside people who could. And, and of course, the nature of algorithms and platforms is that if you're to post content and those connectors see your stuff, then of course, some of their network with it will as well. And that, that's, that's where the leverage is. That's how you grow quickly, you see. So that's an important thing to, to bear in mind. So the right connections are, of course, also potential customers. And I think um, to start, it, there's a really strong value in spending time each day manually engaging with new connections. When I first started online consultant, which was the very beginning of 2015, I was doing offline consulting, so I moved to online. We're armed with Facebook only. I would go into entrepreneurship groups 
and every day I started 20 new conversations. Uh, so 20 new uh, DMs with people. And I would start by engaging in their posts and things like that. And not one DM began with, hi, I do this thing. How, you know, I, I'm sure it will really work for you. Because yeah, I hadn't earned that right yet. It was, hey, I see you in the same group. How are you doing? 20 times a day. And how are you doing turned into, for some, like nothing or turned into just a friendship or turned into someone buying something because they're like, oh, I need, I need this right now. You know, what, where we'd, event, we'd eventually got to talking about what I do or what they, what they do and I'd help give them value, position myself as an expert and they showed a lot of interest. And, you know, I just spend time manually building the relationship first. To build the relationship, sorry, it takes time, but this is the way to do it. Build the relationship first, which means just be cool. Just connect as if you're trying to make a new friend. Honestly, you make way more money that way. You get way more out of these connections. As if you're just trying to make a new friend and see where it goes. You need to understand that part of the game of connecting with people is, is that it's, it's to be expected you won't close them all. Not everyone's going to be interested. So you focus on understanding that the minimum win is always that you have a new connection. And that new connection allows you to do wonderful new things. So it might be that new connection shares your post in three months time and you get a client from that. It might be that that person connects you with someone else or recommends you. And then I had one this morning just before I hopped on here live. Someone um, connected me with someone else and said, you two should connect. You're a really good fit. The person who did the connection, like she won't buy my stuff because she does something very similar. So, you know, that's not going to happen. But the point is she's, she's added some value in some way. So your base minimum from new connections every day is you're building your network and you're becoming familiar with a bunch of people who might be your advocates in the future. Some of them might buy something. The problem is going too hard at the start on trying to sell. It's just absurd. And that's coming from someone who knows how to sell, has done it for 17 years. Without question, it makes sense to... Build the relationship first, and if it takes you to a place where you, where you generate enough lean-in or, or you know receptivity, well then ask, and then then convert. But you've got to go there in that order first, otherwise you're just like the rest of them. So hopefully that helps. Um, Mirav Levine, I see you here uh, watching from Baltimore, and you've asked a question. Richard Moore, what's the best way to maintain good relationships with new connections without being weird? <laughs> Relevant to me after meeting so many awesome people at the LinkedIn Global event. So LinkedIn Global last, last week looked fantastic. Um, I, I heard uh, they planned to have something like 5,000 people. So it's really exciting that it must have been massive. Um, I was uh, Brian Wallace, one of the organizers, <clears throat> said, Do you want to come over and be part of it? But of course, it was precisely the same time as uh, Entrepreneur Business Live Barcelona, and that might not have been cool to ditch my own event. <laughs> so better luck next year. Um, you know, you've met a lot of awesome people there. What you've done really well, I know from, from being engaged with you here, uh, Mirav, is that you've, um, you've set up the conversations first by calls or, or by DMs, then rightly gone and consolidated those connections, uh, 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 you know, in person uh, at the event itself. Um, maintaining a relationship starts with as soon as possible keeping yourself on their radar. Just think about this way. Those people at that event will have engaged with loads of people. So you need to be top of their voicemails, uh, of, their, of their DMs with voice memo. The reason why voice memo would make more sense than text, it's not game changing so much you can't do text, but um, you know, voice memo will remind them of you. It allows them to remember your voice. It allows them to 
get some of your personality through, which is so important because they remember then the personality and allows you as well to reflect on a little thing that was said, maybe a quip or something, you know, remember how, you know, you said that thing or whatever it might be. Or, you know, I, I think you did a video on Instagram, Mirav, uh, with Judy Fox. And, you know, you could say, you know, I, I don't know if you saw the Instagram stories. It was great to connect with you. I never got my fox in the end. So I'm a bit upset about that. But, you know, whatever joke you want to give, the point is that you're now... Um, you're, you're reminding them of you in a sea of people they met and probably a load of them connecting back with them afterwards. It's important to stand out and you stand up by reminding them of something that you've done or that they have said. OK, so um, then I would have some kind of reason to follow up again. So, for instance, if you haven't, I would do some personally, I would do some kind of Zoom call or just like consolidate with a phone call, something like that. Um, there's always good content there. In addition, or alternatively, I would, um, you know, look at what they do. Can I employ them for something? Uh, can I just ask them some questions? Sometimes there's value. If you don't see any way to kind of, you know, I've had the Zoom call, I've met them in real life. I don't really think I could buy their services, nor they buy, buy mine. So just find some reasons to connect, to, to write them messages rather, uh, along the lines of, you know, what they're doing and ask them a few questions about their world just to stay on the radar a bit and what i do is make a habit of every so often just going back and reminding these people that i'm out there um to stay on their radar ask yourself though what do i want from the relationship you know what's the point and what do i need to map towards so is it like are they going to be a potential customer was there a lot of interest in me in that respect or is it much more likely that this person's like they're just showing you know that they're, they're a good connection um and and that's that if they're an influencer with, you know, with, with tens of thousands of followers, if not more, then you need to make sure that you're getting tight with them and just kind of keeping that familiarity going. I'd be spending time in their content, uh, which is something to bear in mind. So if you get in their content, show up for them specifically, uh, those people, they will really appreciate it. Maybe you need to do it on other platforms, not just LinkedIn, for example, uh, wherever they're really active. And then it means you can legitimately tag them and they will they will return you know the favor that tends to be how it works so hopefully that helps and we can give you more detail if you need but you're not being weird when you do stuff for them you're not being weird you can talk about how cool it was when they when you know when they said that thing you're not being weird when you write comments on their posts okay uh you're not being weird when you ask for something uh when uh it was suggested in the in the conversation anyway and if there isn't anything we need to go warm up to it but always ask first like what's my objective here to be intentional why am I doing this? Like, what, what can I get from this person? Is it leveraging their strong network? Is it working with them? Is it a referral of some kind? And what do I therefore need to do to, to kind of map to that action? I hope that helps. Uh, one more question. Uh, Daniel Nunes, I think uh, he asked, well, I, I was a little unsure of the question, so I need to try and understand um, a bit more. It's one thing to, he said, where, where do you join the line between being impartial and being semantic? It's one thing to engage people in mutually beneficial relationships. It's another to prevent yourself from being a punching bag or from being taken advantage of. Okay, all right. So, um, and I asked, I asked him to, to kind of elaborate a bit because I was a little unsure what he was talking about. And uh, he's, he's added, we want to save the world we can't afford to waste time convincing others to see things differently okay okay how can we be truly effective if we're not invested in relationship like a doctor we want it, we don't want to get too involved with, and deeply with a patient especially with the possibility of losing them 
I think what this comes down to is it, what we're talking about here, Daniel, is how do we continue relationships or connecting with people who don't s seem to be giving us anything? How do we decide if someone's giving uh, or if someone's worth continuing giving stuff for free to or, um, or we should leave them alone? And the truth is, there's a lot of this that's going to be intuition, because if you go just off gratitude that someone's bothered to actually say something to you or ask you a question or write to you, then you're going to be writing to everyone. And that's fine to start with because you should be. After a while, it will be everyone and it's going to kill you because you won't have a chance to get around all of the people commenting. So the grateful angle is all well and good, but sometimes it's simply not workable. Because if you get 50, 50 to 60 messages an hour, for instance, some people do, it's like I can't keep up with that. So you have to have some sense of triage. So you have to be thinking like, who is similar to the answer with Mirab here, you know, who's going to give me the leg up? It sounds really mercenary, but you kind of have to think about yourself. This is for a business, right? So who's going to give me a leg up? Um, maybe who's a customer or like who's an influencer? Because these are people I could work with. If it's someone who's completely off-piste, demographically you know i'm 70 percent us i am a bit europe and and that's kind of it europe me uh, us including canada so when i get a message from someone in indonesia who um doesn't speak great english and it's instagram and it's hi sir um i want to start a business please help me start a business um you know that's not my demographic the english is going to be a problem and I have so many messages. I'm gonna not. I'm gonna. Def I'm gonna leave that one, and I'm gonna focus on the ones where it's. Hi, Richard. I love your content. Uh, you know, um, I just wanted to say this is a really great thing you're doing, or whatever. Those ones I'm actually gonna kind of give a bit more time to. Over time, Daniel, you kind you tend to. It's a really hard thing to explain, but you tend to find you can you can gauge if people are just trying to like. They just want free stuff all the time or they want you to do everything for them or they actually don't know what they want and they just want to kind of be around you. And a good test of this is like, go look at their profile. Say it's on Facebook. Go look at their profile. What do they talk about? You know, someone this morning who um, engaged me and I checked her profile. I'm like, how am I even engaged, connected with this person? It's like, it's utter, like, no relevance to me at all. There was no voice, no personality. What I mean by that is that there's no person in there, you know? It was, it was a very kind of um, posts of, of reshares of, like, heavily politically uh, uh, laden posters. Like, I don't know why I'm involved with this. So it kind of, it was, there was no real point in that. Whereas someone who's got a little bit more focus on the lines of work that I have, it kind of made a bit more makes a bit more sense to hang out with them. It's a very difficult to, uh, question to answer, but you've got to say to yourself, you know, what have I got time for? And you, you do notice after a while, spend enough time on it consistently every day, you do find every after a while, it's like, I can just tell the people who are well-meaning. I can tell the people who aren't just taking the piss. I can also tell the people who are quite keen on what I do and are having asking me stimulating things. So think demographics. Think, you know, in the words of Zach earlier, uh, you know, your client avatar, but don't always think to yourself, I'll engage only if they're a potential customer, because you're, what you're doing is you're missing out the, the thing I talked about at the very top of this session, which is that beyond ideal customers, there's also advocates and influencers that are going to share your word. And 
being tight with some re with with good with good people is a really important thing. That's why I'm in Miami on Thursday because it's my event, sure, but I'm not going to New York or San Francisco in October. I'm going to the Miami event because there's a lot of people there that it's good to connect with and some of those people I'll be connecting with have bought my bought my stuff and will buy my stuff. There's some people I'll be connecting with and really like building that relationship, but they'll never buy a thing from me, but they're people good to have in my quarter. They're people who will back me, who understand me, who have a strong network, who, who you know, will, will show up for my content and that will actually turn into something. So you've got to think along those lines, but until you're completely snowed under, and unless it's an obvious waste of time, spammy kind of post, you should just try your best to engage with everyone because you should be, one should always be grateful that someone's bothered to actually write you something. Um, but some people take these things too far. And I've had experiences in the past where someone wants to, they really unload on me all of their problems and things. But if those problems are nothing to do with me, I've suggested they go to someone I know. And it's like, I know this person and they deal with that area of the, of the world and that's not what I do. Okay, so, you know, it's not my place. So you're better, you know, then I'd say, you know, inbound, you've got a lead coming, you've got someone who you could speak to might be a great fit. Because uh, some people ask me about things I don't really know about. Um, I stay tight with my space. And if it's someone who's asking things about what I do, well, I'm all in, you know what I mean? So that's important. But if it's constant question, 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 after a while, it's like, you know, there's nothing wrong with with saying, you know, why don't we hop on a call or we talk about uh, how I can help on a, on a bigger level, if that makes sense. So there's a lot there's a lot of kind of difficult ways to answer this. But the short version is often that spending enough time around these kind of people means you can decide quite intuitively whether or not someone's going to be a bit of a waste of time or not. I'm going to finish there. I just want to say thank you very much, everyone supporting the Miami event. If you are coming on Thursday on to Miami on 26th at 6 p.m., 350 Lincoln Road on South Beach in Miami for Entrepreneur Business Live with Shay Roblot and myself and Chani Murray. We're talking about video content for business. Very important. Buy your ticket uh, because we want to make sure that you don't get disappointed by that. So jump on the, on my site, therichardmore.com or search Entrepreneur Business Live Miami in Google and you'll find it there. So grab your ticket if you are going. Uh, thank you very much, everyone, supporting the events. Carolina uh, and Andrew with uh, Massage by Pro and with Feral Flix. If you're not able to attend the Facebook group Entrepreneur Business Live, you can jump in there and you better watch the live stream of the speakers. In the meantime, have a great Monday. Thank you so much. And I'll see you later in the week on the live stream. Take care.